0: Hi! Yo, what up? Hello. <laughs> I like the energy <laughs> we're bringing. I'm Ash. I'm Liz. I'm Katie. And welcome back to this week's Always the Last to Know.
1: But, you, you went you? in rhythmic, Liz, so then I felt like I had to follow up with rhythm. <laughs> and i was like really thrown off and i don't know why i didn't have to do that i was for like a little while it's like really disoriented <laughs> oh my god I'm really sorry. Um, and we're making beats now no no don't apologize for being yourself i just really, really disoriented apparently rhythm oh my god Uh-oh. okay uh anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. anyway, Welcome to the episode. How's everyone's week going?
1: Oh, I mean, I was texting you guys all throughout my day. <sighs> the world <laughs> of buying glasses is out of control. Um, but I had this moment at the grocery store today that I feel like mimics this is a, it was a really disorienting moment and i don't know why and i don't know why i thought about it so much okay so it's flu season and like coronavirus or whatever but like it's flu season and like whatever. i have <laughs> so really really shitty immune system celiac for listeners who don't know that is actually surprise not an allergy it's an autoimmune disorder so when I eat gluten my body starts attacking myself blah 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 Amy Schumer once made a joke in a sketch where like oh like uh, if I eat gluten like that's sort of my aids and I was like "Ah." Um, Ah. really uncomfortable (laughs) because then everyone in the room watching that sketch like looked at me and I was like okay (laughs)
0: <laughs> You're like, no, 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 guys. Please, Let me though.
1: explain. Um uh, <laughs> so if I eat gluten, I don't have an immune system. Anyway, it's really a lot of times I'm like, Just in gluten, small amounts. None of this fucking matters. Is this is an interesting podcast. Um <laughs> so I have to just be really careful during flu season and during sickness season. Um, you know, because I'm secretly an 80-year-old man. And um the <laughs> grocery store that i go to near the shopping carts it has like a hand sanitizer and wipes to like wipe down your handle carts i've got my headphones in and i'm thinking like oh i'm gonna go and like grab one of those because like i normally do that during flu season but then when i go to it the person who had like just grabbed a cart in front of me like kind of went right in front of me and did it and then was like wiping down their cart and then gave me this look that was like you're only wiping down your cart because I am kind of thing you know like they're doing it first and it made me feel like a child who like didn't wash their hands you know what I mean (laughs) like they caught me like doing something wrong and they're like you should do this
0: uh that's so annoying like can you not be elitist about cleaning germs off of a
1: grocery cart (laughs) but also like why am i thinking this person probably just looked at me because maybe they thought i was trying to like cut them off i don't know i don't know why i fucking overthought this weird interaction for literally (laughs) the rest of the entire day yeah i want to go with it you you asked me about my week and this is the thing that this (laughs) one thing that happened to me not the fact that the fucking optometrist tried to straight up rob me today. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> with their fees. <sighs> um. Anyway, my week has been incredibly anxious and filled with overthinking. Liz, what about you? What's this week like for you? Um, a lot of work, a lot of Walgreens checkups,
0: and then a lot of hiking and boo thing and i are going to atlanta which uh unfortunately did y'all hear that there's like two people that are confirmed with the corona oh god corona.
1: oh N- jesus man. it hit rhode island it's hit some places it's getting close they let oh my god
0: they let a cruise ship Come into Bayonne, New Jersey. They quarantined. I think it was like thirteen, like Chinese nationals that were on there, and then they let everybody else go. Like, how are you going to quarantine just a, a few people? Like, you should quarantine that entire ship and check everyone out. Um, also, I'm, I haven't like looked at the update for this in a while, but like that shocked me. I was like, you're just going to let like they could have been I, around I, them if they actually had coronavirus. Like, I don't know if they did or not, but what that was like scary man I was like that is so close to me (laughs) apparently there's like a huge like Italy is like the next huge place that it's like spreading a shit ton and fucking A man yeah that's a person who like they were traveling from Italy to Atlanta and um were hiding in Northside hospital and (sighs) they were told to not release it to the media all the nurses and the nurse like took it to like Twitter and was like there's a patient here with coronavirus (laughs) um you know what honestly it might be illegal or whatever but like i think it's morally right to let people fucking know we need to know if it's if it's as bad as they say it is
1: i don't know well in all seriousness are you guys worried about that I mean, this is like a um, yeah. hashtag hot topic, hashtag not the store. Is that something that you guys are like, are you believing the hype? Are you guys sort of like, um...
0: I don't even know what to believe, but right now it's kind of annoying because it's impeding some of my wedding planning stuff and being able to order things. So that's annoying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether to believe the
1: hype. I don't know. Uh uh, yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. People I don't know. Getting in my head about it a little bit. I'll be honest. I'm... Yeah,
0: I definitely had a client today who was like talking about it the entire appointment. And I was like very uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't know where you're getting your information from. I'm not sure. Like, please stop freaking me out.
1: <laughs> I uh, was talking about it with some people. Today and um, some of them said they're not so nervous about the uh, virus itself, but sort of the uh, civil unrest that's and the come racism,
0: from it. the racism that has already been happening because of it. People being attacked because they are Asian. Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Like that's actually happening. People, like, wake up.
1: Um, <laughs> Wake up! That was wake up! Hashtag wake. wake up. Okay, Ashley, how was your week? What's up with you? Yeah. What are you doing this
0: week? Um, this week is a little bit anxiety-filled, like good anxious, also bad anxious, because we are, uh, me and my team at the salon are going to New York City to work our booth at the Beauty Experience Expo uh, that happens at the Javits Center every year uh it used to be it used to be called <laughs> it used to be called the International Beauty Show, so the acronym was i b s and they finally yes. changed it this year no they finally changed it oh. it's been years, guys it's been years can uh, But some IBS
1: logo? i b s logo I could probably
0: find something from like past years that I can give to you mm-hmm. um But we're super excited because we have our own line of extensions at the salon. Um, We also hold classes to certify people in the hand-tied beaded method, which is like kind of all the rage right now. And we have found a really, really great great way to apply the extensions to minimize greatly the risk of um, uh, traction alopecia. And we are going to be selling our extensions at the booth, and we're going to be signing people up for the classes. Um, and then also, Jenny got asked to be an educator on one of the days, so like that is super exciting for her because that's always been like a dream of hers is to become, uh, you know, like an expert in the extensions and everything. Yeah, um she was already certified with a company called Dream Catchers for like 12 years. She is very knowledge- knowledgeable in it. Um And we're like super pumped for her. It's also like super nerve wracking because we usually go and attend this thing, but now we have a booth at it and we're gonna have to be talking to like so many hundreds of hairstylists for like three days. And it's pretty intimidating, but I'm also just like super excited for it. And we get to stay at the New Yorker. I'm super excited about that. Nice.
1: Uh, Yeah. That's so cool. That's gonna be so much fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. So uh, we won't be at the salon on Saturday because that's our day to set up at the Javits Center. So then Sunday through Tuesday. Um, and it's super cool because Tuesday is the student day. And it'll be pretty exciting to talk to them about something like this because they're so fresh to it. Yeah. You know, a lot of them probably have never done extensions before. So it's a pretty exciting thing. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's also like we are looking to, oh yeah, we are looking to hire um, some new assistants and everything. So that student day is like clutch.
1: Yeah, super Mm -hmm. clutch.
0: So that's my exciting thing for this week.
1: Honestly, I feel like a lot of times when I was a kid, people for some unknown reason like looked down on hairstylists. But it's one of those things where it's like, you cannot understand the importance of giving yourself time and making yourself feel good. And like, you're talking about giving extensions to people for alopecia and like boosting their self-confidence. Like, that's amazing. That's an incredible thing to do. And I don't know. I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you do it. Yeah. I'm really proud of the things that
0: you do. Uh, I recently had like a client um she was my only client last Saturday, and she was with me like the entire day. so our conversations got pretty deep um and from the way we were talking to one another, she said to me, she was like, You know, I know that you love doing this and you're amazing at this, but I really think the the way that you hold yourself and the way that you speak and the things that you believe like you could be doing something more. And I was like, uh, like, honestly, the only other thing that I could think of would be like being a social worker. Um, but I was like, I was like, thank you so much for that. But I don't know, like, hair is my passion. I love the way that I get to make feel someone feel really good about themselves on the outside, but then also, like, I really dig deep with a lot of my clients. We get very personal, and I don't know. I I think it's like my empathy and my empathic ways that I just really feel people's emotions, and sometimes it is very draining physically and emotionally and mentally but I don't know I couldn't see myself doing anything else like just the way I get to touch people (laughs) physically (laughs) and mentally (laughs) that's awesome it's like such an important job like I'm getting my hair done this Friday and it took me like what two and a half years to find someone in Atlanta that I was like okay. okay
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously.
0: It's a huge deal, man. And uh I wish people had more appreciation because I did have someone today ask me if I just worked at the salon or if I had another job. And I was like, uh nope. Uh this is my job. This is my career. This I went is to my school career. for this. It's not just a job. This is my my career path and my life choice um and I'm also a manager at my salon so like I'm not I'm not just styling hair like I have other responsibilities and I love what I do and I love where I work you are an important ass bitch
1: <laughs> yeah seriously what an annoying thing for that person to say
0: it's like I understand because it's just been like it's just stigma and everything and honestly like the trope of people thinking that hairstylists are like not that intelligent is just so wrong I work with incredibly intelligent women um and like me like I'm super book smart from the private schools that we went to and everything and I pride myself on that and it's so sad to see people look down on us (laughs) we're not like high school dropouts like (laughs) Jesus
1: yeah I mean people looking women looking down on the women that do their hair is the exact opposite of kind of what we're talking about today yeah March is the beginning of uh women's month that is that, is that <laughs> the just, technical <laughs> title Women's. I month?
0: was just gonna
1: look it up really quick um and I do, just for the record, want to say that we are celebrating this month, not because the binary matters, but because the people who identify as female and identify as women deserve to be supported because they are, uh, incredible, incredible. And also like, you know, not the uh, majority in power. So I just want to say like, I'm not just supporting women because I'm supporting the binary, um, Gender is a fucking made up human construct. Gen- up. Gender is very fluid. And um, uh, that's a fucking hill I will die on, but that's not something I need to go on in this podcast. Um, it's Women's History Month. Yes. Even more apt. Even, yeah, so I would just wanted to acknowledge that for all my uh, gender non-binary homies. Woohoo! Um, so yeah. Don't, don't worry. We'll We'll Love talk you. about great things for you. Don't worry.
0: Got you. It's coming.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. Liz, you said you had something.
0: Yeah, I was about to say it was like perfect that you started talking about hair, and we had mentioned like people like not being able to wear their dreads or whatnot of the sort. And today, I was watching. I am a fan. Innocently, I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette been many many years i follow it <laughs> yeah. today- i love that you say in subway <laughs> <laughs> um so today was the women tell all episode and they it was like super long and there was like this one chunk like i could see on hulu yeah hulu that i was watching i was like gosh what are they about to talk about like everything's like kind of over and it was chris harrison and rachel Lindsay. And Rachel Lindsay was the African American bachelorette, the first and only. Um, freaking love her; she's beautiful. Da 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 da. So, I had even seen so much hate and memes go on on Instagram about the women that are currently on Peter's season. Like, I'm talking like nasty things, and like you just would hear them all over. Da 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 da. Anyways. <clears throat> so Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay took like fifteen minutes to talk about hate that has like been it's like surrounding the Bachelor Nation and like people that are hiding behind their Instagram posts or like, you know, their DMs, like in like messaging these people saying hateful things like go oh, kill yourself, you're like you guys, they, they started reading these things and I was like, no, people are not doing that. Don't tell me. It's like, go kill yourself. You don't, you're a cunt. Um, what? Talking what about the fuck? color, like, and calling them like, like, I'm telling you, I just don't want to repeat it because it's like super freaking nasty. And I was like, I couldn't believe, I couldn't imagine going on like national television And then all of a sudden like your Instagram is like getting blown up because there's like a Puerto Rican and black uh, mixed woman on there. And apparently she was called the N word and then the something before Puerto Rican. And like, we don't need to do that to these women who are like going up there, being themselves. Like what compels a human to speak to another human that way? Thank you. So
1: fucked up, man. Yes, I
0: I could not believe this, but I was really glad that Bachelor Nation had, you know, Chris Harrison, but more importantly, Rachel Lindsay, you know, doing the whole conversation about it because she is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways,
1: honestly, the way the way that the society culture the general population, as well as the media, talk to and about female celebrities it is so upsetting. I could do, on, maybe I will do a whole out of our minds episode about that, but specifically focusing on, and here's my guilty pleasure, the treatment of Meghan Markle by the fucking... Ooh! Royal the press. Family and the Press. Oh.
0: <sighs> y'all! Yo, did you see the article where they put side by side the different headlines about, about her Kate and Middleton. Kate? Her? Yeah. Because yeah. it
1: was shit about the, the same topic, like about yeah. avocados, literally praising Kate for the exact same thing that they are Shitting all over Meghan Markle for Yeah, no, no, no. When I say it's my guilty pleasure, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what the? Um, fuck it's yeah, no, it's that's so it's fucked really up. fucked up. It's really like no up. fucking wonder they
0: wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah. are you serious? Y'all yeah. did it to them. Oh my god.
1: Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah, no, I feel, I feel that, I feel that fire, Ash that's how i feel about it (laughs) it makes me so mad it makes me sick it's truly fucking disgusting and honestly the parallels between that and the way that michelle obama was treated by the american press hey pretty fucking ridiculous Mm -hmm. anyway uh, so, yeah, this month we're really going to try to focus on awesome women as much as possible um, and, you know, really uh, celebrate the history of phenomenal females.
0: I like that. Phenomenal females.
1: Phenomenal big. Um, So. Like,
0: I, 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 sorry. <laughs> I mean, really. Ash, you said you had <laughs> something. I do have just a little something. I am sure you both have heard of her, um, Malala Yousafzai. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. She was born July twelfth, nineteen ninety-seven. Just so everyone sees, like, how young she is and everything. Um. So. She is a Pakistani activist for female education. She's also the youngest Nobel Prize laureate. Uh, she's known for human rights advocacy, uh, especially the uh, education of women and children in her native Swat Valley, which is in northwest Pakistan, uh, where local Taliban had at times banned girls from attending school. Um, and her advocacy has become like a whole international movement. Um, and according to former Pakistani Prime Minister, Shahid Kakan Abbasi, she has become the most prominent citizen of the country. Wow. So, I don't, I'm sure you guys know this, but um, she was shot in the head. So, on October, I, you didn't know that? Oh, Oh, my God. What? All right, she did a... Huh? I like that beginning part, but I didn't know like that part. Yeah. So uh, there's actually, I think it was on the Colbert report. It was either the Colbert report or um, the, uh, or John Stewart. It was one of those where she gave an incredible interview. And it was like the first time I had ever heard of her. And I was just blown away by her. Uh, Just everything. So on October 9th in 2012, she was on a bus in the SWAT district after taking an exam. Her and two other girls were shot by a Taliban gunman in an assassination attempt in retaliation for her activism. Um, She was hit in the head with a bullet and remained unconscious and in critical condition. Uh, But her condition later improved enough for her to be transferred to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in the UK. Um, the attempt on her life sparked an international outpouring of support for her. Um, and it's just like, she's just like so amazing. After all of that to be shot for your, in the fucking face for your activism, and she still continues to go out there yeah, and, and do what she can she's for incredible. women and their education. And it's not even just her country that Limits women from learning. There are so many others, and the fact that she's like doing this on an international level is absolutely incredible, especially and, at her age.
1: And, well, and I was just gonna say, and she's 23, and yeah. I just wanna say, like, the especially at her age is something that we all say. I was about to say the same thing, especially for her age, and that's something that I personally would like to. Encourage myself and all of us to kind of stop saying, Why are we letting age limit the things that we are doing? We are the ones who are doing that. And she is the perfect example of that. Very true. I'll let anything standing in her way. And we attach age onto so many things. And then the second we're doing incredible shit when we're young and we're all surprised, like, oh, yeah, that's amazing for her age. And then when we're old and we're still um, media attractive, quote unquote, then all of a sudden she's really pretty for her age. But fuck you. She's just pretty. Just let her be pretty. Yeah. You know? So And I say that all the time. So I'm not trying to call you out. I'm calling myself out. No,
0: so, I like it. I like it. You're um, right. Because it's just a societal thing. It's a societal To view someone as being young as not understanding everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's she's a perfect example.
0: She is wise beyond her years and she has lived through some shit that most of us can absolutely never understand. So of course she has a better perspective on this. <sighs> she's
1: tr- yeah, she's truly amazing. What about you, Liz? What do you what do you have? Oh hold
0: on. she went already, didn't she?
1: Did you <laughs> She talked well, about
0: talk Lindsay. She's an African-American woman. She's great. Uh, did yeah. you want me to grab the book? Because I totally didn't.
1: Oh, I didn't know if you had someone specific or if you were just going to go from the book.
0: No, I can just go from the book if you want me to. I didn't read anything. Go ahead, Ash. Yeah? Yeah, go. Go. I'll be right back. We're going to pause for a second. Um. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Liz went. Liz went. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired. I went. If that's <laughs> my bedtime. <I'm>, Whoopsie. <laughs> I just hit um, awake for 16 hours, according to my watch, which means that oh in order for me to hit a tight <laughs> eight hours of sleep, I gotta I gotta go to bed. So uh, <laughs> that's when Katie What's gives me. you got me. for
0: us, Katie, since you, like, introduced me? What do you have?
1: So, oh my god, thank you for this introduction. You're (laughs) fine. So, I wish I'd brought, I'll get a picture of it for the, I'll get a picture of it for the gram. Um, So, I'm going to talk about Amelia Earhart. Because she is someone that I have admired for a long time. Next to my bed, I have the uh, recently uh, released Amelia Earhart Barbie doll. Um, um, I love you for that.
0: I, I don't have that any word. other
1: Barbies, um, that, but, like, I have that one. And I also have Captain Marvel action figure, but that's not a really Barbie. That's funny. amazing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Amelia Earhart was everything in one. Her story, I think, um, kind of opened up my little child brain to the world of um adventure like real life adventure danger conspiracy theories (laughs) the bermuda triangle which was i think something that my brother may have just told me i'm not sure (laughs) no i told you about it because i watched that ancient alien shit Yeah, and then I remember being like, yeah, and then um, everyone thought that Amelia Earhart was in the Bermuda Triangle. I don't think everyone thought that. I think my brother just told me that because we would go to Bermuda to visit my brother's godparents. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I thought that she went down in the Bermuda Triangle. Like, I thought that's what they thought
1: happened. That's, okay. So, that was a conspiracy there. Anyway, getting, so we're going to talk about her um, because, you know, she's dope. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so
1: <laughs> she is a badass. She's a badass. Um, she's also a Leo. Uh so, oh, shout out to the Leos. July 24th, <laughs> 9 1897. Amelia Earhart is born. Um, and I'm not really gonna go into like her early childhood or anything along those lines because technically this is a mini out of our minds episode. <laughs> Uh, But since it's Katie talking, it's going to take a while. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm already sick of the sound of my own voice. So, um, flash forward to 1920. (laughs) Amelia Earhart experiences her first flight with Frank Hawks, which her dad paid uh, $10 for, a dollar a minute for a 10-minute flight. And she's quoted as saying... That like the second she hit like two hundred to three hundred feet in the air, she was like, "This is my jam." That's not the quote. <laughs> like, I I need. I to hope th- she said that. I wish <laughs> she said that. She said, "I need to do this. I need to fly." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in parentheses, this is my jam. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, one, one of my favorite little details is that Amelia Earhart is one of those people that everyone's always like, oh, well, Amelia Earhart, like, dropped out of college. You know, like, she's one of those, like, dope things where it's like, you can still do amazing things without pursuing that type of education. So, first, yeah. she was going to go to Smith, and then she was like, no, I'll go to Columbia University, and then after a year of that, she quit. Um, she was like, yeah, i like this. Uh, then... <laughs> then she went on her flight and after that she began lessons with a woman named anita known as nita snook and she was the first woman to own an aviation business and a commercial airfield so this is like one badass bitch teaching another badass bitch how to do badass bitch shit and i love that where's that fucking movie where's that movie Um, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. So she uh, she starts flying. She buys her first plane. She starts setting altitude records, like pretty rapidly after her first flying lessons. So January third, she like hits hard with her New Year's resolution. Takes her first flying lesson. Um, in July of that year, she buys her first airplane. It's like, dope october of the next year of 1922 she starts setting her altitude records and all of that stuff in 1928 she's the first woman to fly across the atlantic and uh, but she's not the pilot she's a passenger which is still good. Okay. It's still yeah, that's like, still amazing. She's, you know, her and a pilot are the first people to fly across the Atlantic. It was a deadly experience. Um
0: and if it's just her and another pilot, I mean, who's to say she wasn't co-piloting?
1: Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um she then uh made her first attempt in competitive racing at the first women's air derby in 1929. Um, A few years later, she marries a chemical engineer, or no, she was engaged to a chemical engineer, excuse me, my notes are a little bit confusing, and broke off her engagement, (laughs) and then meets a promoter named George Putnam. Um, And she's like, yeah, we're in love and stuff, but she's really specific about wanting to maintain a separate identity from her husband, so she's like, let's do a trial marriage. We'll like be married for a year. And if this doesn't work out, we'll just like walk away. No questions asked. And it's like totally fine. I love her. And if Mom. it doesn't, we'll just stick together. <laughs> That's amazing. She, she's incredible. Like she's like, well, yeah, 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 if it works. It works. What That's is? the kind of marriage I need to sign up for. Hey, That's the kind of person here. I want to be in life. if it doesn't work it work like if it doesn't work we'll just walk away we'll just walk away no questions asked and it's fine don't worry i've never in my life been that chill about any decision i've ever made especially marriage yeah nah i'm i'm not even that chill about what ice cream flavor i'm gonna fucking pick at the grocery store (laughs) let alone like a trial marriage for a year are you joking um, so then uh, in 1932 she is the first person first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic amazing she then becomes the first woman to fly solo coast to coast she's the first woman in, the tr- in a trophy race to fly shit. from Hawaii to California Ooh. from Los Angeles to Mexico so she's, just, she's just doing badass shit she attempts to fly around the world for the first time and it doesn't work out. Um, she has a navigator with her, this dude Fred Noonan. She attempts to fly around again. And then it's 1937, this is where she disappears. And this is where my little child heart turns from like, this woman, 1937, is like, okay. oh, what a hero is like. A mystery? and then all of a sudden i'm like i'm going to be the person who solves this mystery cuz every child is like that's going to be me i'm going to solve that mystery um and i'm like in pools like diving down and being like oh i found amelia on her plane like i found it uh <laughs> i love you with my like imaginary dolphin friend who is with me in every pool anyway um jesus christ katie why are you talking about this <laughs> so she is a approaching ho- Yeah, no, everyone had an imaginary everyone, every one, I don't want to say every girl. So many kids had an imaginary dolphin friend every time they swam. Don't fucking deny it. Just just let me know. Everyone <laughs> just let me know about it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um sorry, 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 news updates. Super Tuesday. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's for the people who don't know this, we record this on Tuesday. Uh, we, Ash and I talk election stuff in our mini election stuff, but we are recording this on Super Tuesday. I take my notes on my iPad because I can't write. I'm currently getting updates. So if you hear tension in my voice, I apologize. I'm not good at this at suppressing my emotions. <laughs> so uh, she's approaching <laughs> Howland Island and uh the US Coast Guard cutter Atasca was on station uh was on station and they're supposed to like guide them into this like really tiny like sliver of an island. Um so they had like radio direction because like again this is 1937 they had radio direction to like guide them but her navigator said that that like wasn't working. And some people were like, "Oh, well, Amelia was operating on like East Coast time and they were operating on this time so like they're 30 minutes behind." Or other people are like, "No, there's this other antenna that like is missing and probably fell off of during landing or takeoff." That's where like com- conspiracies start building from these weird little things. Yeah. So then it's 7.42 in the morning, and there's a transmission that comes out from her that says, we must be on you, but I cannot see you, but gas is running low, have been unable to reach you by radio. We are flying at 1,000 feet. Wow. 7.58 hits. Another transmission comes in, basically saying, like, I can't hear what you're saying. Um, and asked them to send voice signals so that she could try to take a radio bearing. I, I don't know what that means. Um, this was reported as the loudest possible signal, meaning that she was like in the immediate area at 7:58. They for like that wasn't working. What she asked, like the voice signal she asked for, wasn't working. So they sent her like a Morse code transmission instead and like that just couldn't she couldn't figure out where that was coming from so that didn't help her figure out where to land. Yeah. last known transmission was at 8:43 in the morning and it said we are on line 157337 we will repeat this message we will repeat this on 6210 kilocycles. wait. Then she was on like the same radio frequency with a transmission that was log- logged as questionable in quotes. And they, what they have it as is we are running on line North and South. And then her transmissions, what they have written as the note is that they seem to indicate that she believed that they reached the position of where she was supposed to land and then it says that, that that was incorrect by at least five nautical miles based on like the transmission. Yeah. Um, so that's her last known message. And uh, then we don't hear from her. And that's everything. They search for her for 17 days. Wow. Before they call it off, because at a certain point,
0: it's an airplane
1: it's an airplane she's over the ocean Mm -hmm. who knows
0: what happened how
1: that how the current could have taken it exactly um they talk about how at one point they tried to use like oil drums to like physically light oil drums to guide her towards that but there was a bunch of clouds so where they were in the sky they wouldn't have been able to see them um and there's like all of these conspiracy mm-hmm. theories about like government cover-ups and blah 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 blah, blah all of this stuff mm-hmm. and um it wasn't until around blah 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 when was it I have an article in National Geographic um, saying it was published in March eighth by in two thousand eighteen by Rachel Hardigan Shia um, saying that bones discovered in nineteen forty um, we were most likely Amelia Earhart's. They were discovered in Nika Maruo, Maroro, so an, an island uh, near Japan, um, which would kind of make sense based on where she was going, that she probably crashed there. Um, and uh, they like have records of the bones, the fabric that she. That were found in the bones, and it's roughly believed to be Amelia Earhart, but the bones were lost. What in transit? Quote what? what? Which just further is like oh conspiracies. Um. Yeah. What? So uh, here is a fun new fact: there is a new female pilot named Amelia Earhart who at the age of 31 recently set the world record for youngest woman to fly 24,300 miles around the world in a single engine airplane. Oh, like right well, now there yeah. is a
0: woman with that name?
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah, she did uh, Amelia Earhart did it. Just not the original one.
0: Uh interesting. Did her parents name her that or did she change her name um, because like your parents are gonna name you that and then you're just gonna become a pilot like that's kind of crazy
1: hold on uh, let me look up what i can find about her i'm like so curious about that
0: i'm like what are the chances or like did she have that name from birth because their last name is Earhart, and the parents would think it was cool to name her amelia And then she learned about her, and then it was like, I'm going to be a pilot like her.
1: (laughs) I'm so curious. See, it's, um, when we first, when I first read that little fact, um, I tried to Google more about her, but, um there's so much about uh, the other Amelia Earhart that I was just kind of like, meh. Um, (laughs) uh, The US government spent $4 million searching for Amelia Earhart. That just came up. Wow. 2014, uh, another pilot named Amelia Earhart took to the skies and set a world record. She's a California native. i can't find any information that would lead to whether i there is no news news article on how the parents decided to name her or whether or not she changed her name but i would agree (laughs) that her parents sort of decided the fate her name sort of decided to fate her fate however it came to be that yeah um so that is my inspirational incredible woman uh for this week yeah amelia Earhart. Rocking the batter, batter. Be in the um, <laughs> house! So yeah, that is all I've got. It's around 10.18, mm. so uh, it's probably about bedtime. <laughs> Good night,
0: so, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this episode about some dope-ass women. We will be talking about some more dope-ass women sometime this month, and uh, we hope that you're excited for it
1: yeah we hope you're excited uh just a reminder that um rating reviewing subscribing to this podcast has helped how small podcasts like us grow and is helpful which is a <laughs> sentence i tried to jam into one word of how help and
0: it's
1: very confusing um god i'm so disoriented still rhythm um you. love you yeah, thanks for listening, guys.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And Bye. Angels. Bye.